You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm here with John Neighbors from Locked On Razorbacks, and I am, of course, Stephen Willis from Locked On Ole Miss, and we have met in the neutral Thunderdome that is this green and yellow Locked On monstrosity that is in obviously the wrong colors. But we are going to be talking about the drunk Thanksgiving uncle that is a football game in Oxford, Mississippi, between the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Ole Miss Rebels. How you doing, John? Man, uh, you know, I was uh, doing fine about, you know, five weeks ago before the season started. So, um, but now it's just kind of, eh, you know, it's, it's, they're getting by, getting by. Basketball season's about to be here, right? So th- there's that. Yeah, th- that's absolutely weird. And, and, you know, even me, I'm I'm already scheduled a video with like on Chris Beard and for an Ole Miss season that's going pretty well. That's that's kind of a new experience for Oxford, Mississippi, talking basketball in October. Yeah, well, it's funny because uh, I really I know that like Razorback fans in general uh, will always be if when football season doesn't go well to be. Oh, well, there's always basketball. And then when basketball doesn't go well, it's oh, there's always baseball. You know, there's always that kind of that next thing. Luckily, basketball and baseball both over the past, you know, four, four years or so have been carrying the load where it's like, man, you have fun every year. And football has been the one that's, you know, they had a good year in 2021. But besides that, it's just kind of been like, eh, it's been better than what it was under Chad Morris. But still, just once, I think Razorback fans would like to enter into mid-October and still be like somewhat talked about and relevant in college football in the landscape of the SEC. But it's not that case right now. Well, one thing that's going to happen is in 2024, um, Texas and Oklahoma is going to come into the league, and they're talking about expanding the schedule eventually to include nine conference games. And one thing that is looks like it's going to happen is Ole Miss and Arkansas is going to continue to meet annually. And I, I'm, I'm genuinely happy about that because I look at things like LSU and Mississippi State, obviously those are non-touch. But then the next one, everybody's like, well, we want Vandy. Well, everybody wants Vandy, you know. Auburn needs Vandy because they've got Georgia and Alabama they're going to have to play every year. But it's going to be nice that this game is on the schedule, and I am really happy that the Arkansas Razorbacks are getting Texas back. Yeah, I think everybody is, uh, at least here in Arkansas. You know, there's plenty of reasons to be pretty frustrated by, you know, things you get at least in, in a way screwed over by the SEC. That's how Razorback fans feel. However, this is one of those deals to where you can't really – say that Arkansas is getting screwed over in scheduling, assuming that it gets to the point. Because I think all Razorback fans are under the belief that if they have the three permanent opponents in football each and every year, uh, Texas is going to be one of them, as you mentioned, which is awesome and shows a lot of respect for the old school rivalry that these two teams have had in their history. And the other one's just going to be Missouri because it's like, hey, you, you, get, you get stuck with them. Like nobody wants to play Missouri, um, but, you know, they got to play somewhere. So it might as well be one of the campuses that they're closest to. And then the other one I think is, yeah, is Ole Miss. And it makes the most sense, not only just because of proximity and and everything, and I think also a similarity and maybe some of the cultures that are there, but just also uh, football alone, this game has been insane almost every single year, even in the bad years for Ole Miss or in the bad years for Arkansas. Does not matter. You never know what to expect. You never know what these two teams are going to come up with in some weird, crazy way of how they win. Uh, high scoring, low scoring, shutouts, doesn't matter. This this game's always going to be a weird one, so I feel like it would be a disservice to college football in the SEC if they did not continue to play each other each and every year. All right, these are just the last three years. 
Last year, Arkansas won the game, but there were three 200-yard rushers in that football game. The year before was the 52-51 to 51 craziness that was the game of the century until last week's game against LSU. Mm. And before that, my, the Matt Corral six-interception craziness happened. So I've been trying to think about on my podcast all week, what is the weird thing, the abnormal thing that is going to happen this year? Ooh, man. Like, I mean, again, it's so unpredictable that it's going to be hard to tell. But, like, I'm going to go out and say, like, because Ole Miss is flying high right now and Arkansas needs something to get going, I feel like it's going to be somewhere Arkansas is going to have, a, like, a huge performance by one player that has, like, not even been on anyone's radar this year. Like, that, I feel like that could be something that's next on the agenda here. Like, maybe uh, a wide receiver name uh, Jaden Wilson who's he's been on the team like he goes for like 200 yards or something like that you know like a uh a running back like Isaiah Augustov who's a freshman like something like that I don't know it feels like it's always gonna be like some random player or some random play or, or something like that but yeah I I'm I I look forward to this game because I'm sure your old Miss listeners won't like hearing this but it's just the truth you know Arkansas has not had a whole lot of success in the SEC in general over the past decade but for whatever reason Ole Miss, Arkansas's won more often than not. And it, it's something to where it's it's so entertaining to me, at least, to see the new ways. Like last year was the most shocking thing I've ever seen. Arkansas did not blow out an opponent ever. Like they they didn't, they barely beat Missouri State, who was Bobby Petrino was there at home. They lost to Liberty at home. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, they beat by a touchdown. Like, no, they didn't, no game was ever a blowout for Arkansas. But for some reason, Ole Miss. They ended up blowing them out, and I think it ended up being close to what it was. So, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. I, I really don't, and I don't think this weekend's game is going to be any different. I'm not saying Arkansas will win, but I have a feeling that there's going to be madness, there's going to be craziness, there's going to be emotional highs and roller coasters, because that's just what this game is. That's what we have come to expect at this point. You know, last year I think I told you in this crossover that Ole Miss does not win and does not play well in Fayetteville. They can beat Arkansas and Little Rock. They can beat Arkansas and Oxford. But in Fayetteville, I've seen Arkansas score a touchdown on an Ole Miss kickoff return in that game. I mean, weird stuff happens. And I guess, thankfully for me, the game is going to be in Oxford this year. And if Arkansas loses this game, okay, that would drop them to two and four with a trip to Tuscaloosa up next. This is the Super Bowl. This is every everything is going into this. I've seen Sam Pittman, Pittman coaching the offensive line this week. Tell me what's going on up on the hill and how are they taking this right now? It has not been uh, anything that people were predicting here in Arkansas. You know, like before the season started, I was high on Arkansas because of what they were able to change from last year's problems. Like they were last season, they went six and six. So they were three. I think it was seven points away from being nine and three, like they were just so close, but they had, you know, bad decisions, bad plays, whatever. I mean, you still lost the game. And I thought that because of some of the coaching changes and the personnel changes, getting KJ Jefferson back, getting Rocket Sanders back, I was like, okay, this, and they, they will be able to take a step forward. And this four game stretch at Arkansas is on, by the way, which it started with playing, uh, on the road at LSU. Then they played A&M in Arlington. Now it's at Ole Miss now at Alabama. I'd guarantee you there's no other team in major college football that goes four straight weeks without a, a home game. Like, no other team has to do that. So we knew it was going to be tough. But the problem was is that they lost to BYU. 
No one expected them. No one thought that they would. And if they hadn't, if they had won that game and they're sitting at three and two instead of two and three, I think a lot of things are different. Like a lot of people are feeling differently about the season, about Sam Pittman. But what it is, man, it's it's something I never dreamed I'd ever be sitting here saying that this is the problem with Arkansas. It's the offensive line. It's the offensive line. And I think it's Dan Enos, new offensive coordinator, and his offense, which it's not saying it's bad, but it has been unexplainable at times where it's a slow developing offense. KJ Jefferson's much more comfortable in a quick developing offense. Uh, the offensive line can't protect him, but then at the same time, KJ is in position where he has to take long strides and, and stay back in the pocket for too long. And he gets hit. It's it just, they seem all over the place and they're not on the same page. And it's really hard to kind of fathom that that would ever be the case at Arkansas, but that's the problem. Offensive line isn't good. They're not running the ball effectively. They're not getting any sort of rhythm. And the defense has actually been pretty good. Solid, at least. Uh, solid enough. So its frustrations are really boiling over. And I don't know how uh, how you feel about it, but there have been three times this year where Arkansas has had a fourth and short situation, and they've been stuffed. They're 0-3 and on fourth and short situations because all three times they decided to run K.J. Jefferson in shotgun. And all three times it's failed. And everyone's like, how? Why? You have a guy who's 260 pounds beast and you're, you're short. Run the Philadelphia Eagles thing. Like go under center something. And they haven't done it and they've gotten stuff and it's been difference makers in some games. So just people are going after the coaches and I think it's justifiable because it's not that Arkansas is a bad team. They have talent. They really do. But it seems like the talent's being wasted because of bad decisions and bad coaching right now. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. Now, after Ole Miss lost to Alabama, um, everybody was extremely down on that team. And then after the LSU game, all of a sudden, you know, we're never losing again. I mean, it's severe ups and severe downs and all of that. But we'll have to see this week. Um, this was really the first game that Jackson Dart has had to deal with success to where he's the Davey O'Brien National Quarterback of the Week and the SEC Player of the Week. And Lane Kiffin's been very careful. He didn't take him to media days. He has made him compete for his job all three years. So, I think Jackson Dart is going to be able to answer the bell in this game. And this offense has a chance to look dynamic because the tweaks that they made against LSU, my goodness, they were a machine. But we'll we'll see how Jackson Dart handles success because he does pretty well with adversity. Some quarterbacks and some people just need things to go wrong to be their best, and they can't really handle when things go well. So, that's something we're going to have to look at um, from Jackson Dart. And I think that's going to be a key to the game. When we come back after the break, we're going to mention some defensive stats and some keys to the game that we might look at in this drunk uncle of a football game that we call Ole Miss versus Arkansas. But first, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football. Live each Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every college Locked On channel like this one. Um, College football kickoff live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insights and analysis from our stable of Locked On hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss this. Both me and John have been on this program. I I prefer it to game day. I prefer it to big noon kickoff. It's just fun. I I love the sell me why segment. Yeah, I know. Anytime I watch it too, it's like, it's it's fun to see you know where it's not just about where other like college game day and stuff. I feel like it's just become such almost like a not a joke, but just you know it's kind of it's changed. It's not the same as what it was. I feel like we it's like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. It's like I know that uh, our game day show that we do with Locked On and uh, the, the college football and everything. It's like we get back to that old school feeling. Like let's just talk about the games. Let's have some fun about the games, but only be about the games, not about other stuff going on. So, yeah, it's always great to, to be able to be a part of that and also to watch it each and every Saturday. Yeah, that's right. And, John, I think the key to this game will be Ole Miss and their run defense because Ole Miss better man up because K.J. and Rocket Sanders is going to be coming downhill and they're going to try and test that defense over and over again, especially an Ole Miss defense that gave up 650-something yards against LSU. I do think Ole Miss has to earn the right to rush the passer. And if Ole Miss can do that to where they can get after and exploit those um, tackles that Arkansas has, they might have a chance to have success. But if Arkansas can run downhill with Rocket Sanders and K.J. Jefferson, which I think they're going to do, it, it that is how this game becomes a really competitive football game. Yeah, I think it's also going to be a game where if Arkansas can't, and this is just looking at Ole Miss and, and the stats and everything, if Arkansas can't have any form of offensive success against Ole Miss, then the season's done. And and it's just because of Arkansas's offense has not looked good really in any game except for the first game of the season. LSU looked solid, or at least better, but it still had some issues. And looking, I was looking at the stats of seeing Ole Miss in the SEC, they rank, was it 12th in rushing defense and 13th in pass defense. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if you're Arkansas, trying to get back on track, trying to get the offense some confidence, this is the game to do it. And so, yeah, you need to get to what the point is of what made you who you are. Get to the point of where you have Rocket Sanders and KJ Jefferson. Make them your offense. Make them stop you, and then mix it up with the pass. Uh, or at least because of the game plan going in for Ole Miss, I assume they're probably going to know that that it's going to be KJ and Rocket. So maybe pass more on first down to alleviate a little bit, and then get into the mix. Like there's a lot of things I think Arkansas should be able to do in this game. But you're right; it's about can Ole Miss stifle that Arkansas offense? Because I, I, Ole Miss is going to score. Arkansas's defense has improved from last year, and Arkansas is actually one of the better teams of rush defense in the SEC, but Ole Miss is going to score. It's just what they do. It's a matter of can Arkansas be able to score alongside with them. And also, Stephen, I, I think that this is – I don't know if Sam Pittman will do this, but knowing the new rules in college football, 
knowing how the, you know, the clock stops, does longer stop on first down. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe, you know, Sam Pim and all of them are like, Hey, we know they're going to get the ball. So let's just take the ball out of their hands as much as possible. Let's be methodical. Let's take our time. One of those first downs, like establish yourself, get those plays, but keep the ball out of Ole Miss's offense's hands as much as possible. Cause I feel like if they're able to do that while also having those long methodical drives, that might be Arkansas's best chance to win. You know, there's two interesting stats to me in this game, and that is um, the turnover battle. Arkansas and Ole Miss is one and two in the conference. Ole Miss doesn't turn the ball over. Arkansas turns people over. I mean, th that that is the way this season's set up. That's going to be a major key in this game. The other one is penalties. These are the two most penalized teams in the SEC. Um, and, and the least penalized team is if you add up everybody Ole Miss has played, they've been called for the less, least amount of penalties. And those two factors, if, if Ole Miss can cut down on the penalties for I think they're around seven a game to around four or five, I think that's seriously advantage Ole Miss, and they can't get caught in the turnover trap with Arkansas because Arkansas needs Ole Miss offensively not to play clean. They need to get in, them to get in trouble. Yeah, no, I agree, because I think Arkansas in three of their five games, if I'm not mistaken, they've had a pick six. Um, so they they take advantage of those plays, and they have some guys that are ball hawkers there in the, in the secondary that uh, really do a good job of it. And that's where I'm going to be fascinated to see just the defense going up against the offense. But you're right, it's about turnovers. And Arkansas can't turn the ball over. And if they, if especially on the road, and especially where they've done a good job overall protecting uh, the ball, but still – not as good as where it needs to be. Just can't give opportunities to Ole Miss's offense. Just can't do it. Because, again, I feel like they're going to score. As good as Arkansas's defense may be improved, I still don't think they're going to be able to stop them completely. But another thing, too, about uh, this particular matchup, and you mentioned the penalties, it's weird. Arkansas had 14 penalties against BYU. They had 11 penalties against LSU on the road. And Arlington against AM, they had zero. Zero penalties. Like, I, so I don't know what that's about. I don't know how that makes sense, but you know, games are going to be like that sometimes. But the point is, is like Arkansas has beaten themselves a lot of times this year because of penalties, because of bad play calls and everything. That's been the problem. And another thing I saw that might be fascinating is Arkansas's red zone offense is actually second in the conference. It's 14th in the in country, but Ole Miss's red zone offense is 10th in the sec. So that's a fascinating thing. I think that's probably some variables, but Arkansas's red zone is been too many field goals that's been the problem it was the difference in the lsu game and it was the difference in the byu game to be honest because arkansas gets there on first and goal from the five or from the six or from the eight and they can't punch it in because of a penalty because of a a bad play call whatever it is and that's going to be also a key where if Ole miss stops arkansas like if it's a red zone or a goal line situation and Ole miss holds arkansas to a couple field goals instead of touchdowns that's going to be all she wrote because you can't, you cannot win this game if you're Arkansas if you can't score touchdowns. Field goals aren't going to get it done. So yeah, I think, I think it's Arkansas. Can they protect themselves? Can they keep from shooting themselves in the foot? And can they make a play in the red zone to score touchdowns other than field goals? That's the really, again, the only chance I see of them actually winning this game is if they just do those things, which is obviously a struggle for them. Yeah, I think that's just a situation this year to where if Ole Miss and Arkansas both play their best, Ole Miss wins the game. Yep. They need Arkansas. Yeah, they need Arkansas to play better than they their average, and they need Ole Miss to play worse than their best. And, and the lower that goes, the more hairy this game is going to get. I mean, I think FanDuel has the game at about eleven and a half points at the moment. The over under is at about sixty three points. That's still a lot of points, but 
I mean, I know that Arkansas is like last in the SEC in offense, but it would not surprise me if KJ Jefferson just put on his cape for this game because I think this would be his last time to play in the state of Mississippi. Rocket Sanders is going to be a little bit more healthy. I, I could see this game. You know what? We'll we'll get to the final score predictions whenever we come back from the break. Um, but stick around for that. All right. Thanks for making these Locked On podcasts your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and don't forget, you can catch this game on the home team broadcast, both Arkansas and Ole Miss on Sirius XM. 190 for the Ole Miss broadcast, 191 for the Arkansas broadcast. You can go back and forth if you want to, depending on how it goes. But check out that home team broadcast. I mean, David Kellum for Ole Miss does a fantastic job. I'm sure Arkansas has a guy that is equally beloved. You can hear both of those on SiriusXM or just search Arkansas Razorbacks or Ole Miss Rebels on the SXM app. So this game has a chance to be crazy because it always is. Something always happens. The only thing that probably would surprise me in this game is just Ole Miss boat racing. And it just is absolutely goes according to chalk. That would be the one thing that probably surprised me. Yeah, I would say I would agree just because, you know, you mentioned KJ Jefferson and, uh, you know, he's beloved in Arkansas and what he's done at Arkansas has been awesome. And in fact, last week he became the all-time touchdown leader in Razorback history of uh, the most touchdowns of any player individually. And so, him going into Mississippi, though, we know what happened two years ago when that game happened. You didn't mention how crazy it was. You know, KJ Jefferson had six total touchdowns, and he put on a clinic. Just It was a great game. And so knowing that the offense for Arkansas has been so bad, it's like, man, this is this might be his time, you know, to say, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do KJ Jefferson things, you know, forget the rest of the stuff. I'm this is my hometown, or at least my home state, and I'm gonna put on a show. I feel like that's what's going to have to happen for Arkansas to do that. Because then if he's doing that, it's going to open up other people. It's going to open up Rocket. It's going to give the offensive line more confidence. Everybody just needs to have that if you're a Razorback fan or if you're on that team. So, yeah, I, I know that the craziness with this game can always go down and who knows how it's going to end up. And I just assume it's going to be dumb and frustrating for both sides at, at times. But to me, man, that's that's what, as far as an X factor goes for Arkansas too, I'm like, that's KJ. Can KJ have a, a phenomenal game in his final time in the state of Mississippi that he'll be playing? You would assume, because I guess he could technically come back another year, but I don't think he does. Uh, can he do that? Uh, that I, This is his time. I don't know what else it's going to take. I don't know what type of team it's going to be, but this is the time for him to step up and do that. You know, um, if he does come back for another year, I think it should be in his contract with NIL that every interview he does is in a wife beater. <laughs> yeah dude that's the like still one of my favorite pictures ever of, of kj jefferson because man he just is like that was his thing of like i ain't here to look nice i just got out of practice leave me alone but mm -hmm. it's funny because uh, i don't have it on like confirmed but i have it on pretty good authority that if you notice ever since that point every press conference for razorback players are always wearing the same razorback polo shirts it all started from that one time two years ago for cajun i think that was probably the reason why yeah and Look at me. This is the way I think this game is going to go. I think this game is going to – Ole Miss is going to start quickly. Ole Miss has dominated the first and the first fourth quarters of this season. They, they've outscored their opponents. They beat they outscored LSU 21-7 to in the first and the fourth quarter um, Saturday night. 
So I think Ole Miss is going to get out to a quick start. It might be a 17-7 to type first quarter. I think Arkansas is going to figure out a way to close it down, and you're looking at like a 24-17 to halftime. Third quarter, that's going to be the question mark. If Arkansas is going to make any hay, it's probably going to be then. And then at the end, um, Ole Miss's depth and their explosiveness kind of pulls away. I think this game, believe it or not, I'm going to say 45 to 35 or somewhere in there, like a 10-point. Ole Miss does not cover. Ole Miss wins the game fairly comfortably. I think it's fair. And I think what I put on my podcast is that if Arkansas is able to hold Ole Miss to under 38 points in this game, Arkansas wins. Now, easier said than done since they are like averaging 45 points a game. But to me, that's kind of the key is can you just keep Ole Miss's offense from scoring at will against Arkansas. Uh, again, as much as I think that the defense has improved for Arkansas, and I think that they've done a, a nice job of getting a lot better than what they were last year, it's still going to be really tough. And it's still tough for me to predict or to have confidence in predicting that Arkansas is going to win this game. But we know it's always crazy. Crazy things happen. But just for the sake of going off of what I've seen so far, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think that Ole Miss will win it. I think Arkansas will give them a game, give them a ride, and make it highly entertaining. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, but I still think Ole Miss will take care of business in a close one, and this time around, I think Ole Miss actually scores 52 points against Arkansas, and they end up with 43, so I do also think that Arkansas covers the spread, but uh, at the end of the day, Ole Miss gets the two-possession win out of this one and moves to Arkansas to sitting at two and four, because until I'm seeing something otherwise, it's hard for me to have confidence in the Hogs to win many games in the SEC right now. Yeah, so you've heard it on if you're on FanDuel and doing all that, bet the over. Yep. Always bet the over in this game. It's going absolutely. to be absolutely nuts. So, John, thank you very much for stopping by. And thanks, everyone, for making the Locked On um, Ole Miss and Locked On Razorbacks podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, and we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So please tune in, catch us on YouTube, catch us on your favorite podcast app and heck we're all over social and you also do things with the buzz what do you got going on yeah so i do a radio show on 1037 the buzz out of arkansas from one to four every day and uh you know it's it's always caller driven a lot of times which is always can be pretty fascinating but yeah man between that and locked on razorbacks podcast it's razorbacks all the time which i know uh, all you old miss fans are really interested in that so you can take, go check it out and have some fun but uh, it should be a great game, though. I'm excited about it. I've been talking about it all week long, and we've looked back on some of the most memorable games and, and everything. But as I always like to say, and I'm sure a lot of your Ole Miss fans and listeners know, it's like, hey, Arkansas and Ole Miss were doing seven overtime games before it became cool for the LSU-Texas A&M game, where now they have to change the rules because of that game. It's like, hey, Arkansas and Ole Miss was the OG seven overtime game. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it ended up being something like that, too, with a back-and-forth two-point conversion contest. But either way, uh, I always enjoy this game. I uh, look forward to being uh, to talking about it and to watching it. So hopefully it ends up being a good one. And also, um, it is a stripe out in Oxford for this game. So if you're going to the game, you could have some nice vis visuals because it's powder blue and red, both hmm. colors that really pop. So the stands, if they can do it, if they pull it off, it, it'll look pretty good, I think. So are they going to have like, like red pants or red? Like, what are they going to go? Or is it no, white powder no, blue no. helmets and the red jerseys? Or that's what I think they're probably going to do. But the okay. uniform on the field has nothing to do with the people in the stands. Okay, because Lane I, I, has completely separated those. 
because the reason I was asking, because I felt like stripeouts, at least that I've seen, like with Arkansas and all that stuff is always about like, you know, red jerseys and, and white pants or whatever. But if it's red and blue and no white, and I know that Ole Miss wears white, I was like, okay, well, maybe they're just going to go with straight powder blue and reds. Or I don't know. I feel like if they do powder blue elements and then red jerseys, that that makes sense, even with white pants. But uh, I, th- yeah, I, I think you are going to get the OG jerseys. I, I, okay. I think it's going to be the powder red and gray. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Well, uh, should be a should be a good atmosphere too. It's a night game, so I'm sure the Grove will be uh, hopping all we all day long and all afternoon long. So it should be a good one. Yeah, it should be pretty great. And best of luck to you, buddy. You as well, man. Appreciate it. Safe travels. Uh You will do.